Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Get something in your head. So I'm Ryan Wiggins. I'm joined by an old friend of mine who is a businessman, a law expert. A uh, we worked in entertainment together for a little bit of while. A, a good friend of mine, Roy Wells. Thank you for sticking around for another segment. Thank you, Roy. You were here last week, and we spent some time talking about election integrity. Which is, uh, I'm thinking about calling it something else entirely because the average person doesn't even know what you're talking about when you talk about election integrity because the left and the right both use that term. I mean, if you know, you know. You know what we're talking about. When I say election integrity and you are on that issue, you know what we're talking about. But uh, if you don't, we're talking about fake votes, you know, people manufacturing votes out of nowhere. Did it happen? How deeply, how widespread did it happen? Which states did it happen in that kind of things? So we we got into that last week, so go go get the podcast at nine seven one talk dot com Wiggins America podcast. That's there our conversation from last week. But I love talking about that issue with you because it's just one that the way that we talk about it when we're hanging out, just because we're we're buddies, is the way people talk about it. Yeah, people, but they're like, oh, they can't talk about it on the radio, and I'm like, well, let's let's you and me just get on bar stools in the studio and just pontificate, just because that's the way people are actually talking about this issue. Yeah. in the real world, you know, bar stools being bars that are actually still open, right? <laughs> of course, if you can find them, because they've taken that from us too. Um, so I did want to mention real quick, you know, he, Roy and I worked in entertainment together for a number of years, did some TV shows together and things, produced and so forth. Um, have you watched Saturday Night Live lately? I have not. So I wanted to watch the season premiere, which was last Saturday. I don't even know who's hosting tonight. I think they're into new episodes now because yeah. last Saturday was Owen Wilson. I like Owen Wilson a lot. I think he's just fun. Mm-hmm. If he's in a movie, I'll probably check it out at least to see if it doesn't suck. 
yeah. long enough to stick around. Um, but he's been in some cool stuff lately um, with uh, Disney. He was in Loki, and he was in a, a movie, I think, with uh, a Hulu-produced movie with Selma Hayek that was like about the nature of reality hmm. and figuring out what's real. And they're both drug addicts, so you never really know in the movie what they're experiencing. Is that real? And the, the explanation, now I'm getting really into it here. Apparently you haven't seen it by the look on your face. No. And I wish I could remember the name <laughs> of it. Now to uh, look up Owen Wilson and Selma Hayek and you'll find it. Uh, they deal constantly with um, her saying, you know, you're in a simulation. You've sent me into the simulation to help you get back out. But they're both addicted to drugs in the simulation, so you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> right. Are they crazy? So it's a pretty fun movie. I didn't love the ending of it. I won't say what it was, but it's a fun movie. But I mentioned Saturday Night Live simply because we were talking a couple weeks ago about Norm MacDonald. Yes. And what a genius that guy was. Yeah. And it's been fun, you know, reminiscing, going back over YouTube clips and just watching stuff from him. Right. Anything, uh, I... I when I talked to Victoria Jackson a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. part of the reason is because Roy and I, you know, did a show with her, yep. and so we have that relationship with her. Um, you were telling me about one of the best clips that kind of was under the radar with Norm Macdonald. I don't remember what it was now. What was that? Is that the one with uh, Larry King? Yes, but that wasn't that wasn't comedy, right? He was right talking for real. What was he saying in that? Uh, he was talking about um, about faith. Um, Larry King is known atheist, and he's very open about it. And he asked Norm if he was a believer. And broad term, broad term, yeah. And Norm mentioned that he. He was a person of faith, but he didn't know if he could say he believed. So it's kind of a, a semantic because his argument was, or his his point was, that he has faith, which by definition in his mind meant he couldn't prove it one way or the other. He, so he didn't believe. So it's the, the, the definition of faith is that faith stands in the place of factual belief. Correct. Yeah. I just, I thought that was interesting. And it was a segment, a rare one that you can find of him where he was, he was being um, himself. Yeah, it wasn't joking. Regular norm. He wasn't, wasn't playing a character or, or doing any bits. Well, I, I asked you about that just because <clears throat> it's something that I, you know, I brought up a couple of weeks ago with uh, Victoria too. And she didn't, she wasn't like best friends with him or anything, mm-hmm. but they ran in the same circles and, they had had a couple of very short conversations about God, and I, I figured that it happened because Victoria talks about God all the time. Right. And so if you're around Victoria, she's talking about God at least somewhere in the conversation. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting just to hear that stuff coming from a, you know, a different source than an actual interview, but I hadn't seen that interview with Larry King either. But when I watched Saturday Night Live this weekend, this is why I bring it up, Colin Jost and Michael Che are the hosts of Weekend mm-hmm. Update now. Yeah. Um, I, I want to like those guys. I want to like Saturday Night Live in general. It's you know it's part of my own childhood. It's probably part of everybody's background in some way. Right. But I watched them come out and do what they do, which is they start with a political sketch now always, and it's they did this during Obama's first term too, 
where they would pretend like they were doing comedy, making fun. Like, we're making fun of everybody. We're making fun of Obama now. Now we're making fun of Biden. Yeah. But what they're actually doing is making fun of them for not getting enough progressive work done. So there's still an agenda. Right. So they brought out Biden in the first one and Kristen Cinema and I think uh, A.D. Bryant, the, a female, played Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. And so that's supposed to be funny just because it's a girl and it's like, it, it's okay. But yeah. there's not really any jokes there. And they were just making fun of these two senators basically blocking everything. So they 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 are on the guise of, oh, look, we're, we're playing both sides. We're making fun of everybody. But you're actually just still pushing an agenda. Right. And it was sad. And so on Weekend Update, I'm like, okay, well, here comes this again. And a lot of the jokes were just that somebody was white. Like that, yeah. the, the punchline, Colin Jost, yeah, it's because I'm white. Oh, that, that was the punchline, okay? And it wasn't even like comparing social issues to each other. Like, you know, in the 90s, you'd say, oh, the white guy. And it'd be like, oh, that's kind of funny. Right. But these weren't those kind of jokes even. They were like, oh, white people are bad jokes. And I'm white, therefore I'm bad, haha. Mm-hmm. And it was like, dude, these are like really depressing jokes. <laughs> and in the middle of it, or right at the end, they acknowledged that they had lost Norm MacDonald because it was their first episode back mm-hmm. and they played some stuff from norm's days they just kind of did a best of yeah and the dichotomy going going from watching these guys do jokes today and saying oh but we love norm mcdonald and going right to norm it was amazing how much better he oh, was night and day yeah and it's because i think the the story you just told that the guy was he was very very funny but he asked a lot of questions and mm-hmm. he, he questioned everything. And I think sort of going back to the segment we did just a minute ago, there's a lack of curiosity even in comedians. And it shows up in their comedy. And it's just kind of, it's sad to watch and it's sad to see the good ones versus the ones today who've basically just sacrificed themselves on the altar of progressivism. Yeah, it's <clears throat> even a, a, a step further than that. I think we've gotten into an an era of with comedians where and and norm even admittedly fell into this where even if you are conservative or conservative leaning or or even independent at this point you have in showbiz you have to hide it yeah um and they still found ways to be funny now norm didn't hide a whole lot (laughs) on his when he did weekend update but um I think we've reached a point where the younger comedians just don't know any different. So they're not, they don't have anything to pretend because to be on that bandwagon. You had to be on it from the get go. Yeah. 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 That's so, a good point. Yeah. I, I don't think there's what makes it even less funny to me is that they think they're, they're not trying to be funny. They think they're right. And they think they're, they're just saying, stuff that everybody already knows and everybody agrees with. And and that's the platform from the comedy. Right. So you, you, you're basically setting yourself up to fail because you've already alienated half the country yeah. with just your simple platform for the joke. Right. That's a great point. We're up against a hard break. Thank you for joining me, Roy. You're Hopefully welcome. we can have you back in a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good. All right. This is Wiggins America. We- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. 
That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Pack my bags. Last night, pre-flight, zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm going to be high. As a kite by then. the earth so much. I miss my wife. It's lonely out in space. On such a The touchdown brings me back again to find I'm not the man they think I am back home. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a rocket man. man this song, I, here's a weird, weird story. So I love this song so much. It is one of the most ridiculous things on YouTube, which is saying a lot. Because if there is anywhere you can go in the world and find the most ridiculous stuff... It's YouTube or TikTok or the video sites. That song and video from William Shatner is so ridiculous that it existed and was supposed to be taken seriously that I've been trying to work it into this show for four weeks, not knowing how, and then all of a sudden, everybody's using it to talk about Captain Kirk going into space, William Shatner. And I'm like, oh, I wish I would have played it last week when nobody was talking about William Shatner. But now I actually have to talk about him. 
just a question, open question about Star Trek. If you if you're not a Trekker, Trekkie, whatever we we call ourselves now, I'm not really I'm not in the world, but I do love Star Trek. Which captain do you think was the best? Because most people, when I ask that question, they say Picard, and I. I, I guess it depends on the standards that you're judging. If you're talking about would I actually be on that crew, who would I like to have served under? I think Picard, probably. He seems really level, really fair. But as far as watching a TV show, man, Captain Kirk was the best. There's nobody even close to Kirk. The dude was awesome. He would just jump into battle. There's no reason, aside from the plot of the show, for the captain of the ship to be constantly being beamed down into dangerous situations. <laughs> That's what made that show awesome. They would kind of work around it in the other series because you still had to use your main characters. But for on that show, it was like, well, of course Captain Kirk's going to go down there with his top officers. What happens if they all die? I don't know. <laughs> That's what made Star Trek the best. And honestly, here's a little, okay, really into the weeds here. But if you like Enterprise, I'm sorry, not Enterprise. I worked at UPN during the Enterprise days. Still don't even love Enterprise. And I got all the all the stuff, all the merch somewhere in a closet. But if you liked Next Generation, if that's your jam, season four is where I went, oh man, this, this show is really fine in its groove. I love season four. Well, I found out that if you're in the same boat, season four is a bunch of recycled original series scripts that never got used. So I think I just love the original series scripts. It's campy, but you get past the camp, and it's really good sci-fi scripts. And if you ever watch the animated series, which is based on the original series, it's also terrible. It's almost impossible to watch. It's like you're watching a storyboard for a real show. Like, this is the, 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 the sketch up of what a real show should look like. And But again, the scripts are so good because it's those original writers that if you can look past that stuff, like the camp or the original and the horrible nature of the animated series, they're really good scripts. And season four of Next Generation is all those scripts. But anyway, I say that just because of mainly the song, but also because William Shatner went into space this week. Let's talk about some real stuff. Wow, that's amazing. Wiggins, America. That is amazing. So maybe you didn't hear me mention this this week, but I've got natural immunity from COVID. No big deal. Except that it is a big deal, right? Normally, that would be a personal medical thing that I would not share on the radio. But here we are, and we have to share these things because the politicians, the powers that be, have decided that they know better than you do about your decisions medically. And so there are a lot of us in this boat who've had COVID. I went and got my antibodies checked, and uh, maybe you heard me say this this week on the Annie Fry Show or on the Mark Cox Show with Mike Elam filling in yesterday. But my numbers, so here's the frame of reference. <laughs> if you've already heard me say this 15 times, you can get ready because I'm going to keep saying it louder and louder and louder because it flies in the face of government mandates, government mandated anything, especially vaccines. So... If you have above a 0.8, according to this antibody test that I got done, uh, you are immune. If you have a below a 0.7, you are considered at risk again, even if you've had COVID. So my number was above 
it was actually 1,314. Just barely above 0.8 if you are keeping track of your math. So what does that mean? That means I'm super, super immune to COVID, and uh, my conversations with doctors both on the radio and off the radio indicate that with that kind of antibody response still in my system, there is absolutely no, I'm not going to say this, because some doctors will say, yeah, but you'd be even better off with the vaccine. Like you just swallowed the pill and you're, you're, you're feeding me the lines. I did ask specifically, though. Dr. Hardiman, who we have on the Andy Fry Show regularly, I said, hey, here's my situation. I explained what I just explained to you. I have this natural immunity, robust natural immunity, natural antibodies. Does that, would I be better off with a vaccine? He said, I can't really tell you whether you'd be better off or not. I can tell you that um, with just the vaccine, you are protected against very specific spike proteins that are probably more in line with original COVID, not the Delta variant. And I, I, that's in line entirely with what I've found because they say natural immunity, you know, you, your body builds up a broad immunity against that kind of virus, not just that particular virus. The vaccine guards you against the particular virus. This study I keep referring to, it's from a Harvard epidemiologist who says that And the reason I I keep referring to this, because it's hard to find studies, and I've got a list of them here. I've got a Yahoo News article that is is so deceiving because it starts with saying, uh, citing a study from the CDC about vaccine immunity versus natural immunity with vaccines. So it's not vaccine versus natural immunity. It's, are you better off with the vaccine if you have natural immunity? That's where they start this article. I don't know if that's because the CDC doesn't have any other data. Like, why haven't they been studying this for 18 months? I think we know the answer to that. They're a political organization now. You hate to say that, but that's where we are. If they hadn't bent to the teachers' unions, I would be less likely to say that. But they're, they're, they documented and have admitted that they, they uh, bent the knee to the teachers' unions in putting out data that would benefit them. That makes them a political organization. I don't care what side of your aisle you're on, but that's a fact. So this this Yahoo article cites several different studies. Not a whole lot, though, because there's not a whole lot out there, and that's my point. That's the reason I keep going back to this Harvard study, this Harvard epidemiologist. And people say, but it's not peer-reviewed. Well, nothing's peer-reviewed. Nothing even in this Yahoo article is peer-reviewed. <clears throat> there's there's a very famous, the only really big, broad, famous study that was done by Cleveland Clinic 50,000 employees that they did back probably almost a year ago now proved that natural immunity was just as effective as the vaccine. Well, it wouldn't have been a year ago because the vaccine wasn't widely available yet. So anyway, whatever the timeline was, the vaccine and natural immunity were basically equal to original COVID. But I like this this one from this Harvard guy because it says that uh, natural is actually 20, 27 times better than the vaccine against Delta. So there you go. So let me set this up really quick because I had a conversation yesterday on the Andy Fry Show on my Wiggins America segment. I'm going to play that back here because it's about what 2022 is going to look like and it's about all this stuff about Zuckerbucks buying the election of 2020. Wiggins America. That is wonderful news. Here's the headline. Republican John Dunwell wins special Iowa House election in Newton, Iowa. Doesn't seem like it would be 
Newton. Yeah, Newton, right? Old Newton. I, mean, I honestly don't even know where Newton, Iowa is. It's a pretty small town or, or precinct, apparently, though, because there weren't a, there was like less than a thousand votes that separated him from the Democrat. Mm -hmm. The reason that I don't know if you watched any of this, you know, kind of unfolded last night. Not a huge story, but these little special elections they tell a lot about 2022. This one, as people were watching, was a very close election in 2020, but it has been a Democrat-held district for 46 years. In Did 20 you say this is a House rep? This is a special election House representative in Iowa. So not a U.S. House. It's a state rep? State rep, yes. This is a state <laughs> rep a very, race very... in Newton, Iowa. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you're, you're, you're wondering, why, well, why would you bring this to my attention, Ryan? Well, because of trends. You know how I watch polls and numbers like crazy. And you know how I do. And I know how you do, too. So I thought, gosh, if anybody's watching this, it's Annie. <laughs> so we'll have a good discussion about this one. So here's what it means, though. Uh, 46 years in a row, Democrats have held this seat. Three percentage points was the difference between the Democrat and the Republican in 2020. This year, 60% to 40%, a 23 percentage point swing Toward Republicans. This is a poll or that was the election? That's the actual that's election. That's the results of the election. Yes. How many people voted in this? Uh, that's a good question because all I see is the difference, which 14? is roughly a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's not huge. What's, no. the, what's the place in New Hampshire? Oh, the first one Puck, of the it's night. It's not Puxatawney Phil, no, but it's, it's something like that. Yeah, it opens at midnight on every election day. Puxatawney Phil is something else, right? That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> yeah. No. You're thinking of Groundhog Day, which is pretty close to election day. There's 13 people and they like let the kids and the pets vote or something. No, that's, that's right. <laughs> at, at, at exactly midnight, they open up the precinct and all 12 people who live there go to vote. It's the, the only reason it's ever in the news. There's is like a whiteboard with people writing on it with dry erase markers to like yeah, tally the votes. It really is. So <clears throat> so that election to me is very, very significant. The, the biggest one that we'll keep watching will be in early November here, the uh, governor's race in Virginia. That'll be a bellwether for sure to see what 2022 is going to look like. But until then, we've got these little bitty things like this to tell us what 2022 is going to look like. Here, here's a weird turn with this whole thing. Have you guys been following the Zuckerberg stuff, the Zuckerbucks laws that have been being passed? Do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't know there were laws being passed. Are you talking about the donations? Yes. Okay, so he made donations to like small entities to ensure that Democrats would win? Yes. Yeah, have yeah, you've been watching that too. So it's it's That's been what I think, right? slowly unfolding. Um, if you guys are going to talk about this later today, I don't mean to carry on scoop your story, but um, there's a bombshell report out that is actually detailing very specifically how Mark Zuckerberg did this. And I bring that up because anytime we talk about what 22 is going to look like, in the back of a lot of people's heads, they go, "Yeah, but did we solve 2020?" And so issues like this, I think, are tied because in 2020, and I'm talking directly to the people who are like me, who think there was a lot of fraudulent activity in 2020. When you look at the House elections, though, there wasn't. That's what's interesting, is that when you, when you break it down by House versus presidential election, they're very, very different. And my theory behind that is that you can't, it's, it's harder to control, there's so many elections across the country in a House election that you really can't focus on any one of them very much like they did with the presidential elections in swing states and in the big cities. But this Zuckerberg report that's out now, 
and this is from the New York Post, is saying that um, Mark Zuckerberg effectively, quote unquote, bought the 2020 election by funneling more than $400 million in the local boards in the big cities in the swing states, right? And DeSantis is weighing in on this. He says, quote, Zuckerberg spent over $400 million through these quote-unquote nonprofits to quote-unquote help with election administration. But what they would do is they would require certain things to be done like mass mail balloting, ballot harvesting, and they would focus on partisan voter turnout. Basically, that was totally unacceptable, unquote, from DeSantis. And lots of people are getting involved in this, especially since this report is out now. I'm encouraged by that going into 2022 because to me it says that there are a lot of people with a lot of eyeballs on this issue and it's restoring my trust in the system as we go. And I think that's a very, very good thing. One of the things I I, I really want to do, it it bothers me when I hear people say, well, it's just all, you know, they're just going to cheat anyway. So why even bother vote? And it's like, no, you have to keep going and voting because things like this happen. Right. Because you're bringing attention. People are paying attention to the questionable acts. Let's Mm -hmm. call it that. That happened in 2020. And they're doing stuff about it, and we as voters still need to go out and vote. Absolutely. I could not agree with you more. And that's the only way things will happen is, A, by shining a spotlight on things to find out if there is irregularities, questions, whatever they are, even stuff like this that wouldn't be outright fraud. What he did is questionably legal, according to Senator Ron Johnson Wisconsin. He's saying, look, I question whether or not this stuff is legal at all. But the more we shine a light on it, the more the cockroaches scatter and the more we can trust these things. So I'm very, very encouraged by this kind of stuff and the fact that people continue to look into it and the fact that people are responding to it. But like Brad said, that just means we can trust elections probably more now than we ever have. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP, you deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Trick responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So let me get tell you a little bit of a story and just see what your reaction is. So this is in Colorado. There's a business called Resort Meeting Source. They're an event planning business. Not a great time to be in event planning during a pandemic that canceled almost every event for a year. So the owner of this company, his name is Steve Collins. He applied for a grant in Colorado under this impacted business grant program, which is meant to help small businesses just like his, who were negatively impacted by all the business closures. And they told him, essentially, you're not at the top of the priority list because you're the wrong race. Essentially... We're going to withhold funds or at least suppress them or the amount of time it takes to get them because you're white. That, to me, sounds like racism in action. So we wanted to have Glenn Roper on. He's from the Pacific Legal Foundation. He's an attorney. Glenn, thank you for being here this morning. Thank you so much for having me on. 
So, Glenn, you are representing Steve in a lawsuit. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Explain exactly what's going on. Did I kind of set that up right? Yeah, that was that was exactly it. And, and you know, we've seen this coming ever since January when the Colorado legislature enacted this program and, and said in the program that they're, they need to have this preference for minority-owned businesses. Now, it wasn't until just a few weeks ago that they finally implemented the program, uh, and, and so our client uh, applied. And, and as you mentioned, you know, small businesses have been devastated during this pandemic. And so this was a welcome uh, grant program. You know, Mr. Collins and his business – they weren't eligible for any federal funds. They didn't get PPP loans or CARES Act funds, any of those things your listeners may have heard about. So he was he was eager to apply for this Colorado program. But then it turns out, uh, the way that they've set it up and implemented it, if you are a minority-owned business, you get a preference in the distribution of these funds. Not looking at where you was your business hurt uh, more significantly, not looking at what's your financial situation, not looking at any sort of individual analysis of the business, but just looking at skin color. And so we filed a lawsuit uh, challenging that as unconstitutional. Glenn, I can't say that I'm surprised to hear this kind of thing happening in the United States in 2021, just knowing the environment that we live in. But it seems to me like there would be no legal justification for that to happen, right? Well, you, you hit the nail on the head. And, and unfortunately, we are seeing far too many of these kinds of programs being implemented both on the state and federal level, where there's a, a preference or, or uh, you know, funds given on the basis of race. And, you know, the 14th Amendment to the Constitution uh, says and requires that states provide, and this is the quote, equal protection of the laws. To all, to all people. And, and the way, that, you know, part of what that means is the government can't make these distinctions on the basis of race. It's, it's flatly against the Constitution. And so, unfortunately, we are seeing more and more of it. And, you know, the way that these are usually justified is along the lines of talking about structural racism or, you know, the, the vestiges of, of uh, you know, Jim Crow laws. Or even, you know, it, with this one, we're hearing arguments that well, minority-owned businesses were disproportionately impacted by COVID, uh, or, or minorities were hurt worse uh, uh, under COVID, using these general statistics rather than an individual analysis of the business at issue. Glenn Roper is with the Pacific Legal Foundation. He's an attorney. So that that's, speaks to a larger issue I talk about on this program quite a bit, that there's a, there's a continuum that we've been through in the United States. We continue to go through it, but it really just doesn't apply to us. It applies to basically every culture that's ever existed, that there's phases that subcultures go through. They go from tolerance to assimilation to dominance. And we're into the dominance phase now. We've gone through the others where uh, we've said, yeah, you know, it's okay. And then we've assimilated uh, subcultures into the United States, large culture. But now the subcultures are wanting to be the dominant culture over the, the, the masses. And they're using things like race and like gender to do that and gender preferences and things like that. So, the, but like you said, there is a long history of law in this country that protects that from happening. When you bring a case like this forward, is it a slam dunk? I mean, it seems like it would be, but in the environment that we're living in, I got to ask the question. You know, uh, uh, none of these these tricky constitutional cases are ever a slam dunk. Uh, however, I will say this is one of the most blatant uh, uh, instances of dis racial discrimination that I've seen enacted. Where you know, it's it's basically just put out there. Plain and simple in the text of the law itself, it says 
Uh, we're only looking at, are you a minority-owned business? We're not doing an individual evaluation. And we think we have a strong argument. And, you know, at least initially, the federal judge uh, this week agreed and, and issued what's called a temporary restraining order. Now, it's not a final decision on, on the case. He, he, he hasn't uh, ruled totally in our favor, but he says that we have a strong likelihood of success. And because of that, he's uh, told Colorado that they need to put this program on hold while we litigate the the merits of our challenge. Glenn, you know what this sounds like, and and you've probably followed this closer than I have, is the national law. I think this was probably the Biden administration that put this into play really early on, uh, right after they took office, was this uh, idea that farmers across the country, um, that they would have sort of reparation programs or something in the name of COVID, but that they would give more money to farmers who were non-white. Have you followed that at all? And not only have I followed it, but we've brought a series of cases on okay. that exact issue, uh, and, and we're actively litigating that uh, across the country uh, because, like you said, it, it was you know the same sort of thing. They set aside four billion dollars uh, for uh, to to forgive the farm loans, but only of farmers who are racial minorities. They don't look at anything else. No individual circumstances. No looking at how big is your farm, how small is your farm. How are you affected? It, it turns on just a single thing, and that is the race of the farmer. And Colorado's program is doing a similar kind of thing, saying we give this preference, turning, looking at nothing other than the race of the, of the business owner. And it's, you know, I'm glad you mentioned the cultural component, because I think it's important that we push, push back against a culture that enables the enacting of these laws, because they, they are flatly against the Constitution. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, a, a quote that I like from Chief Justice Roberts uh, a few years ago. He said, the way to stop discriminating on the basis of race is to stop discriminating on the basis of race. <laughs> uh, and, and that's really how we can get rid of discrimination in these laws is not uh, included and pushed back every time it happens. Glenn Roper is with Pacific Legal Foundation. Have you seen an increase in these types of cases that are basically at their core just racist uh, you know, I, I, I will say I hesitate to call them racist because I don't want to, you know, I don't know what exactly the legislatures are thinking, uh, you know, and, and I think racism has to do with your your approach and, and your view of races in, in your mind. But they are racially discriminatory. And unfortunately, we are seeing an uptick in them. Uh, you know, President Biden issued an executive order directing agencies to look for opportunities to impose these kinds of preferences. We're seeing state legislatures enact them. You mentioned the farm loan uh, forgiveness program that Congress enacted. Uh, it, we're in somewhat of a of a of a moment here, where you know I don't know if it's the intersection of critical race theory and, and the George Floyd tragedy uh, and some of these other things that are coming to the forefront. Uh, but but there is a a big uptick in these, and and we at the Pacific Legal Foundation, you know, part of our mission is to protect constitutional rights. We we provide uh, services to our clients free of charge. Uh, Mr. Collins isn't having to pay for our our legal services, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that he's willing to stand up for his for his rights, uh, so that we can proceed with this case. Glenn, I really appreciate your time, and you got into a little bit there because I wanted to ask you before we run out of time here at the end of the hour. Uh, the Pacific Legal Foundation, explain what the organization does, how it operates, how it intersect intersects with uh, you know the legal world and people's daily lives. Absolutely. We are a nonprofit legal organization. Uh, people can find for more information on our website, pacificlegal.org. Uh, our mission is to protect uh, the Constitution, 
protect everyday individuals, you know, farmers, ranchers, business owners, uh, protect them whenever the government is stepping in to infringe on their rights. So we bring lawsuits across the country uh, on, uh, you know, against federal, state, local governments to protect property rights, uh, protect equality and uh, the the ability of people to uh, run their lives and run their businesses without uh, the government trampling on their rights. Glenn, appreciate your time this morning and appreciate what you guys are doing at Pacific Legal Foundation. And that is the end of Wiggins America for this hour. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to pick up the podcast, go to 971talk.com or you can get the Odyssey app and download that app and keep it on your phone and rewind anytime. If you want to even hear this interview or parts of it that you missed, you can do that as well. Thanks for tuning in. See you next week. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.